Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Welcome to Occupy Health. This is Dr. Susan. We've just had three shows on how genetically modified foods and other toxins that the U.S. government and Congress just wants us to enjoy so much on how these affect our health. I have to wonder why the U.S. Congress wants us to get sick. So after three shows on genetically modified materials, we'll now have two shows on how dental issues affect our health. Some believe our teeth are intimately connected to the acupuncture meridians, meaning if we have a tooth problem, it can result in problems anywhere throughout the body. Dr. Levy, who will be on perhaps next week or soon, discusses the role of inflammation and oxidative stress, which is another way of looking at how a tooth problem can lead to diseases. He even poses that it could lead to certain cancers. However, today... We have Dr. David Kennedy, and he's done a lot of pioneering research on our health and has very important things to say. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Kennedy's background. He received his B.A. degree in conservative biochemistry and physiology at the University of Kansas in 1967 and his D.D.S. degree from the University of Missouri at Kansas City Dental School in 1971. He served two years as a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy Dental Corps in San Diego, and one of his duties was environmental cleanup of the Naval Training Center base for spilled dental mercury. Hmm, why are they putting that in our mouths? Well, I'm sure Dr. Kennedy will have something to say about that. In 1973, after the completion of his uh, service obligation, he established a private practice in San Diego and has helped build the Chicano Children's Dental Health Center. In 1984, he founded the Preventive Dental Health Association, and from 1988 to 94, he served as a vice president and then president of the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. He's lectured internationally to dentists and professionals on preventive and restorative dentistry and the hazards of mercury and fluoride. He's quite an incredible speaker. I heard him recently. In October 1995, Governor Pete Wilson signed AB 733 into law, which forces mandatory fluoridation of our water supply in all of California. The legislator did this, legislators did this without examining the dangers such as hip fractures, cancer, dental fluorosis, and other harmful effects that have been linked to fluoride in the scientific literature. For those of you that do not know, uh, fluoride is listed as a hazardous chemical and has to be gotten rid of very carefully. So Dr. Kennedy founded the Citizens for Safe Drinking Water to circulate a petition which, if enacted, would have prohibited fluoridation in California. The time to collect the necessary signatures ran out before the numbers were obtained. So at present, he, he hopes to prohibit fluoridation. There's a scientific uh, basis for this, and he is trying to get that organized. So, welcome, Dr. Kennedy. Thank you for that nice introduction. Uh, the, uh, the, there is a, no excuse for adding chemicals to the water supply that are not tolerated by the human body, unless you have some purpose, and that they claim the purpose is to treat our bodies. That makes it a drug. And therefore, they're using an unapproved drug. The FDA has never approved any fluoride-containing substance to be swallowed to prevent tooth decay. It doesn't do that. It's a poison. So if you brush your teeth with a poison, it makes the germs on your teeth sick. If you swallow it, it makes you sick. It's just that simple. Now, why the legislature doesn't understand that is probably due to the money that the California Dental Association funneled into their re-election campaigns. They gave Pete Wilson over $100,000 in 1994, the year before he signed the bill. And he comes from a, a town, San Diego, where the citizens have three times rejected the addition of silicone fluoride to our water supply. And yet, thanks to Pete, we got it today, I think. That's a crime in our time. So it's interesting about the FDA because we've had former speakers 
uh, like Stephen Drucker, say that he has FDA memos that were warning the FDA, please do not do genetically modified stuff. There's too many questions here and there's too many potential problems. Yet the FDA charged ahead. Also, the FDA approved Aspartame, even though at the same time the U.S. government was suing the makers of Aspartame because they were fudging the data because their data was showing it causes cancer. Yet the FDA, with Donald Rumsfeld's help, got Aspartame approved. What's going on with our FDA? Who's, who, who are they protecting? Um, you know, it, the trouble is the same as if you have a, a, a security guard at a prison and a prisoner. Is it, When you try to regulate, like drug companies or Monsanto or something like that, the, basically what they do is they partner with the regulators. They, they, we got Fat Leonard here that just got rid of some admirals in our Navy by bribing them and so forth. Is it the, it's it, that you have to enforce ethics and that the thing, the people that are really low in ethics are elected officials and the next lowest revolving door at the FDA. Is it so if you do something nice for them? When you walk out, you'll get a nice, cushy job. And that's, you know, I don't know how to fix that. I think you, you fix that the same way they fixed it with uh, Prop 65. You pay a bounty if you catch somebody. So instead of just having leaks, you know, you catch them and send them to jail. But uh, it's, it, 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 the problem is, is the regulators are not willing to regulate. As, uh, and so that brings into question the whole model of the uh, the far uh, left, uh, we can have the government do this because the industry corrupts the regulators. That's, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. That they do not act responsibly. They don't act. They don't do their jobs. Um, all the way from you know, for fun, setting off the uh, uh, missile alert in Hawaii to you know, uh, uh, occupational health and safety are supposed to make a safe workplace, or make sure your employer keeps a safe workplace. And we've got, I've got a whole series of letters between Janet Napolitano and UCLA and all that, and, and they're trying, they're trying to use OSHA standards on schools. That's against the law in California. They tear schools down that don't fit within EPA standards. OSHA is 300 times higher. Why do they want to do that? Because they can't get down to EPA standards. Well, then stop making a mess out of the place and let, and keep the kids safe. They're, yeah, that's they're also our a... students to unlawful levels of mercury in uh, every dental school in the United States and every dental assistant training school when they teach them how to use amalgam. So why is that okay? It, it, you know, they lie to them. They tell them that, oh, fluoride's been approved by the FDA and it's, it's safe and effective, blah, blah, blah. Ask the FDA. Let me see the documents that you were submitted to you for approval. We don't have any documents. Well, have you approved? No, no, it's an unapproved drug. Well, how come it's at every pharmacy throughout the United States? And say, well, we're too busy to enforce the law. Oh, you don't have time to to go uh, remove from the shelves of every pharmacy unapproved drugs that are going out and causing neurological impairment, and that's the that's the latest evidence. There have been evidence for a uh, hundred years that fluoride was a poison. The first people that tried to to discover what fluoride actually was, they had to break it loose from another molecule because fluoride grabs on whatever's near, including you, and. Um, well, the first people experimented with died from it. And so, you know, now they've got it a little more controlled so you don't die instantly, but you die slowly. So, you know, that's why would we, why would we think that was a good idea? It, we're sold it's a good idea by the people that are generating this stuff. Is that why, what do you mean? Every time you smelt any kind of metal, make concrete, heat, glaze, uh, produce uh, cement, um, make a, a, any kind of uh, a flux that the uh, if you're welding something, you know, you inhale that flux, well, that's, that's fluoride. So it's all over the place. It's an element. It's the 13th most abundant element in the planet. It's a poison. It is the anti-life molecule. It will kill anything. If you've got to get rid of something, put this on it. It'll kill them. And so why you would brush your teeth with that is is beyond imagination. Yes, sure, it reduces tooth decay a little bit. Well, how about baking soda and salt? We don't test that because we can't patent that. We can't make any money off that. Well, how about iodine? Well, you know, oh, you might die from iodine. Well, what's the lethal dose of iodine? It's about 10, 10 20 times more than anybody could possibly swallow. Um, how about fluoride? Well, there's a lethal dose of fluoride in a family-sized tube of to- toothpaste for a 40-pound child. Oh. 
I see. So we're going to use a deadly poison because it's patent. It makes money for Colgate, Palmolive, and those kind of people. And we're not going to use something you got in the kitchen that is almost free, that is almost as effective or more effective. Iodine is more effective, in my opinion. So it's it's a it's a crime ongoing in our time. And the, the trouble is that people rely on advertising to make uh, health care decisions. And so we, we've got drug companies advertising day and night about, you know, this and that and this and that. At least they got to – you go to any other country, you don't see that. Well, why? Well, if you go out and advertise this is good for, you know, gray hair or something like that, then you go to your doctor and say, I'd like to something for gray hair. Well, why don't you go to the doctor and see if he's worried about your gray hair and prescribes it for you? They're basically marketing to the American public. The average person I read someplace the other day when the, on the analysis of all the opioid, opioid overdoses, the average person that died was taking 12 medications. 12. I don't take wow. any. So wow. there is no reason. I'm seventy-two years, seventy-two years old, and there's no reason if to be taking medications if you can maintain your health. And so when you find something that's not quite right, figure out why it's not quite right and make it well through health. And you know, oh, that's not so. Well, you know, okay, you can die. I don't care. It, but it's still, you know, you have an option. The option is to be responsible for your health. And have you know good people uh, that will guide you in achieving health, and you get rid of all of the things that take away from your vitality. What takes away from your vitality? Oh, how about murky fillings in your teeth? How about fluoride in your water? How about fluoride in your toothpaste? How about GMO uh, foods? And GMO is not really the problem. The real problem is glyphosate. Glyphosate that's in the food because it kills the the bacteria in your intestine, who are essential for you to survive, and so you end up with a uh, as, as we, uh, Boy Haley calls the uh, Alzheimer's disease, it's a biochemical train wreck. And I would like to make a comment here. I, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Antonio, who's done research in genetically modified products, find out that they alone can cause problems. And, if, and the glyphosate is just a double whammy. And some of the other adjuvants, I mean, Dr. Seralini just researched some of the other adjuvants in the glyphosate, in the Roundup, cause problems on their own. Also, another point is talking about protecting school children. I mean, Congress in 1996 passed a law that you can't stop the placement of a cell tower for health reasons. They're putting these cell towers all over schools. Firemen are beginning to get sick. Farmers I interviewed in Switzerland got very sick from the cell towers. They're animals and plants as well. So there's a lot going on here. And speaking of regulation, David Aspie, when he was on the show, said that the Japanese, when they had toxic moldy uh, coffee, they sent it to the U.S. because no, they don't care here. So I, I just don't understand what's going on here. And they also understand that in Dallas, some of our prominent government leaders live in areas that don't fluoride the water where everybody else has it. So it doesn't make sense to me. Well, let me explain to you. I went to Sacramento, and I walked down the hall, and there was the water guy. And they were all non-fluoridated water. And I asked him, I said, say, how many bottles do you deliver? And, oh, every office is to the whole thing. I said, how many, how many uh, of our legislators order uh, fluoridated water for themselves? None. I said, could I get you on camera to say that? He said, oh, I get fired. So the, the rocket scientists in Sacramento that think you and I ought to be drinking hazardous waste from Mexico and China in our drinking water have, at our expense, pure water delivered to their offices for themselves. Yes, I understand Cheney in the Dallas area. It lives in an area that the water's not fluoridated, but everyone else has to drink it. Well, you know, there are ways to avoid it. Even I'm, I got it. Five thousand dollar filtration system on my house. I'm not. I'm not bathing in it. I have pure water. Uh, you know, it comes out of my faucet. Um, but I'm hundreds of thousands of uh, millions of people that are uh, don't know that. Is it? Is it? I got the the million dollar lobbyist Howard Pollock, who works at UCSF. That uh, I got uh, Scott Peters, the the mayor of uh, or the chairman of San Diego City Council at the time, to ask him a very specific question: Is it safe for a baby on formula to have the reconstituted formula made up with the tap water? 
That's pretty simple. Can I make the formula with the tap water? And the answer was no, unless you don't mind if your child has funny-looking spotted teeth. Well, dental fluorosis. Well, funny-looking spotted teeth also means funny-looking spotted brains, funny-looking spotted livers, kidneys. It, it doesn't harm teeth. It harms everything. So if you can see it on the teeth, I guarantee you, you could get your microscope out and find it damage in the brain and the kidneys and everywhere else. It's it's a deadly poison. So if you give a baby, and so there's articles clear back in the in the 70s showing that if a baby was on fluoridated formula, that they were much more likely to have funny-looking spotted teeth because they were grossly overdosed with fluoride, and that you can't get anybody to listen to that. They just say, well, you know, it's recommended by the people that make it. Uh, Give me a break. I'm a scientist. Show me where you put fluoridated water in a cage with a rat, and that it put sugar in the cage with the rat, and the rats that had fluoridated water had fewer cavities than the rats that had distilled water. And what happens is the rats with distilled water not only have fewer cavities, they have fewer cancers, and they have fewer other problems. They have a longer life. And there's a huge study where they, some clever devil took the controls in studies that, and determined whether the control had uh, tap water or distilled water and showed that with like, there were like 11,000 animals in this and that it's a whole lot better for the animal to be drinking distilled water than, than the tap water. So, so when they say, oh, it's proven safe and effective, I say the opposite. It's been proven unsafe. And so, and that admit it if you know how to ask the questions. And that Mr. Pollack doesn't want to get fired. He's made over a million dollars. Good lobbying how good fluoride was for the state of California. So, but he knows that the citizens of California have an opportunity to make him uh, forever silent if he lies, because it's a a violation of the uh, uh, profession business code to lie to the public. So when you say it's proven safe and effective, if you don't add to that, in my opinion, you can have your opinion. Sure, it's proven safe in your opinion. Well, you say it's been proven safe and effective by the FDA. It's, a, it's an approved drug or something like that. You're lying. And so that's a violation of the business and profession codes. And you can make these people step back and uh, reconsider. And what they do is they usually drop out of the fluoride promotion program. But there's always another individual willing to sacrifice their soul in order to make that million dollars. Well, where's that million dollars coming from? It's coming from you. We're paying these people. And that's what the problem is. There's a hundred million dollar a year, their minions in every state, and they all march around telling us how good it is to put silico floor in the water. But that none of them will answer that question, what is safe for a baby? We have a program in this country called WIC, Women, Infant, and Children. And if the whole program, purpose of the program, is all these malnourished uh, uh, women that uh, have children and they don't uh, know how to feed the baby and the baby's going to suffer, and it's going to, so it's it's a burden to society. We need to teach these women how to feed the baby. Okay, fine. We're going to, we've got this whole program. We're spending millions of dollars on this program. Every state, only they won't tell them not to make up formula with fluoridated tap water. And Doug Crago called every WIC person in the in the states, and only the lady from Mississippi would finally return his call. And what she said was, uh, "It would uh, inhibit the uh, um, fluoridation program if we uh, um, started telling them not to make up formulas with that." Oh, so we got a lady that's being paid to run a program to protect babies, and she's protecting another program. And that's back to what I started this conversation with: is that the regulators protect. They do not protect us. They protect themselves and the people they're supposed to be regulating. And so that brings into question, how do you govern if you have the inability to pass a law and expect it to be enforced? For example, you can't legally open an amalgam capsule, a mixture of mercury, silver, copper, zinc, and tin. Everybody that's had a mercury filling sort of... And then they mix that and they come over and stuff in your tooth. Well, the levels of mercury are so high that everyone should flee before anything happens. And so how, how can that be taught in every dental school in the United States? And how can 50 percent, half, half the dentists in the United States no longer use mercury, how can 50 percent of the dentists still expose their staff and themselves to that level of mercury? Where's OSHA? 
OSHA says they're waiting for a complaint. Well, how mercury causes so many, it, it's a biochemical train wreck. Does it cause a tremor? Uh-huh. Every time? No. Does it cause vision problems? No. Yeah. Yeah, it causes your narrowing of vision. So instead of having a, a 180 degrees, how does it do that? It does it by neurological impairment. It ruins the brain. And so everything that mercury does, it does it by ruining something in your body, by stripping uh, two sulfurs and, and sticking itself in between them. And so it, it goes in your body and gets in your blood. It gets into the red blood cell and it gets into the hemoglobin where it knocks the iron out and it sits right in like a cat bird where the iron used to sit on the hemoglobin. Now you've got mercury heme and it doesn't work. And so you end up anemic because you're not getting enough oxygen. And what's that iron going to do? It's going to go around and turn all your mitochondria into free radicals. And so you get what the doctors call mitochondrial disease. No, you've got mercury. You've got mercury knocking the iron into your mitochondria, and you don't have mitochondrial disease. You've got mercury disease. But no, we, we go down and it's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is clearly caused by mercury. Clearly, in my opinion. There is absolutely no question because every single one of the biochemical train wrecks, including the amyloid plaque, is caused by uh, an enzyme or a, that is broken that had sulfur-sulfur bonds. Well, what breaks sulfur-sulfur bonds? That would be mercury. And that when you grind the brains up, they got more mercury in them than a non-Alzheimer patient. Huh. Well, gee. Well, that would give you reason to start looking. That was 88 that we started looking. And you can create Alzheimer's in animals by making them inhale mercury. You can't do it by injecting. You can't do it by making them eat it. Eat it. But if they inhale it, they end up with the, all the hallmark diagnostic signs of Alzheimer's disease. That's getting real close to what I'd call causation. And uh, so anyway, the, the regulating has to come from the people. And thank you for putting this broadcast on. Wow, that's quite incredible. I believe I've seen some videos that might be from you that show every time you brush your teeth or a dentist picks out a tooth or they drill in a tooth, there's pictures of mercury vapors just kind of going right up toward the brain. Is that true? That's true. They, uh, and, uh, you know, smoking teeth is my video. There's lots of videos out there. It's it's uh, uh, easy to photograph if you have the right lighting conditions. It's uh, called atomic absorption. You have to have a 253.7 uh, nanometer light and a reflective screen. Put wherever your source is between them, and you can get down to oh, 100 parts per million. There are a lot more accurate ways to get down now they, uh, and measure it in every dental office should have this equipment in their office. And actually, it's required by law if they're going to use or remove mercury. And uh, there are only like three of them in the whole state of California. And that's because we don't care. We just ignore. We have regulators who just don't pay any attention to the law. And they say, well, you know, that would that would cost uh, uh, the dentist an extra, you know, uh, Two or three thousand dollars to buy one of these things. So, oh well, we 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 better just kind of wink and nod. Uh, you know, so, what not... happens when these vapors go up to the roof of your mouth toward the brain? What what do these mercury vapors do? And you every know, time we brush our teeth and pick at our teeth or put a toothpick in there or maybe even chomp on something hard, this mercury is going right to our brain. What does it do when it gets there? Well, it causes a biochemical train wreck. It it basically seeks out sulfur, and that the lining of the nerve, there's a tubulin molecule that is the insulation around all your nerves, and the way it binds to the nerve is with a sulfur bond. And so tubulin starts to come off, and uh, tubulin missing from nerves is a hallmark sign of multiple sclerosis. And I was the guy who was supposed to clean the Navy up. We were trying to get it down to 100. Today, that you flee an area that's at 100, according to California OSHA law. So uh, we weren't very successful. But um, one of my uh, clients, a long-time client, uh, asked me to, if I could have, she could have white teeth. And I said, sure, I got, I'm really good at that. And so we used a rubber dam and put her on a nose hose. She didn't inhale the fumes. And I took out her mercury fillings and put in white fillings. And she came back, and she's still a friend. She's 90-something. 
recover from MS when I put a mercury filling in. So I just took the stuff up and set it aside. I, I wasn't going to use it anymore. And and then I heard the the discussion by Mike Ziff and Murray Vimy where they went through the science. And my goodness, this is old science. It's absolutely no reason to ever have a mercury filling even in your office, not in, not in your mouth, not in your office, not in your family. So none of my family have any mercury fillings. I took them all out. And it, uh, it's, it's, you can do it safely. You have to protect their airway. You can't let them inhale it for heaven's sake. You can't feed it to them. No, don't do that. But by carefully removing them, my dad was a dentist. He only lived to be a hundred, and uh, you know. But mercury doesn't bother the Kennedys like it does everybody. Some other people. There is a subset of the population. There's a terribly unethical study that they did. The United States did in Portugal, and that they put mercury fillings in in orphans, and then they tracked them. And the boys who were C-pox positive, C-pox four, were impaired in all five domains, all five domains in five years. And so they touted that as showing that amalgam was suppose <laughs> you don't mind losing your boys and lose their brains in all five domains, and the kidneys were harmed also. So we have what fourteen percent of the population with kid, impaired kidney in this country. What percentage is is from mercury? You tell me, because those orphans had a substantial impairment of their kidney within five years. And all of that was covered up for years. And finally, through uh, getting the data, because that's why I say science is should be the, the needle that guides our decisions. The data showed the harm. The investigators from the University of Washington and the National Institute of Health did not. They claimed that it wasn't showing a problem. Others found the data analyzed the data, and immediately articles started coming out from the investigators, James Woods at Washington, showing it too caused harm. And he was the guy that published harm in all five domains. Well, I don't think it takes six years to figure that out. He didn't publish it in 2011. The study was done in 2006. So come on, tell us the truth. And that truth is the thing that you really have to pry out of them because it, it, and you know, it, 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 our society prospers because I can walk up, make a deal, shake a hand, and we are honest with each other. Well, there's some people that aren't honest with us. They're not telling us the truth. And they've got another agenda. And their agenda is for them to profit and for everything to stay the same. They don't want it's, anything to change. They, it they seems want. that there's a common theme here because research like in electromagnetic fields and GMO, etc., if it's done by an independent researcher, then the results show that there's potential harm. Or if it's done by an industry-funded study, I mean, they, they showed completely different results. But didn't you say once that there's fluoride in our Wheaties and our Fruit Loops? Is it when you How did it get there? It's, 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 well, exactly like the gasoline. How did the gasoline get in the children? How did the lead from the gasoline get in the children? Well, when you take a terrible substance like lead or fluoride or, or radiation, whatever, glyphosate, and put it in something that's widely distributed, the gasoline was the, was the lead issue, water is the fluoride issue, air is uh, many other issues, that you end up spreading it wide. And so Wheaties made in a fluoridated community. And so when you take any processed food, anything in a box or a can, it usually has fluoride in it. Some of the, some of the cans, they actually it, it hit the liner on the inside with fluoride so that the, the product going in may not have fluoride, but the liner does. Uh, and so they, it's basically from the water Is it, or a pesticide. Is it when you fly those planes with the two wings over the field, what are you squirting out the bottom? Well, fluoride is a pesticide. It, it, so they use it widely because people don't think fluoride's a problem. It's on tomatoes. It's on the, the levels that are legal to have on food is enormous, and that's why I say eat organic because you don't need pesticides on your food. If it kills the it kills the little bug that was crawling around the plant, it it's probably going to make you sick. It's probably, you're bigger than the bug, so you know you can you can tolerate. But how much can you tolerate? You know you're going to live to be 70, 80 years old. You can't tolerate for 70, 80 years. You end up you know. Blind in one eye and limping. So it's don't do that. It's, it don't let 
food um, be your poison. Let it be your medicine. And and you have to. Why do we have to fight for food that's suitable to eat? Water that's a good that's question. suitable to drink. It's because industry question. makes industry makes money off of the other way. <laughs> that's the problem. Is that they're profiting from not from your ill health, but from selling hazardous waste, silicon fluoride. They they get rid of half a million tons. Now think about that. If if, if a, a gallon of this stuff is going to cost you two fifty to dispose of at a hazardous waste, and they've got a half a million tons. How many billion dollars is that that's going into from the taxpayer's pocket or the water user's pocket into industry? And it's just an exchange of money. Thank you very much for your hazardous waste. And it does no good for you at all. And the waste has arsenic and lead and cadmium. And it ends up that you end up with fluoride in your food, every food, whether you get a bowl of soup at your at your favorite uh, mom-and-pop restaurant or whether you get uh, post-toasties or Wheaties that are made in Battle Creek, Michigan, where it's fluoridated. If you put it in the water, it's going to get spread from one end of the country to the other. And that's what we've done. We've poisoned the entire population of this United States with, like you said, genetically modified foods, fluoride in the water, mercury fillings in their teeth, mercury in their vaccines. And and so, you know, it's just, it's insane. People do not understand toxicology. And that I've studied it for more than 35 years. And that mercury, they say, oh, you can tolerate mercury. Well, what do you? What's that based on? It's based on the fact that somebody was exposed to mercury and they didn't die. I, we, my friend Boyd Haley invented a drug. Actually, he, he invented a food. He took uh, amino acid, two amino acids, and hooked it to a half a piece of sugar, and so and so that's a, a molecular configuration that is extremely desirable to mercury. And he could take rats and poison them to death with mercury and shoot this stuff in them, and they'd all survive. And so he said, oh, this is pretty good, and took a bunch himself and fed it to seven different species of animals now, and it doesn't harm any of them at any level. So it's completely non-toxic. So now all of a sudden we have a product that takes mercury out. So then you can go back and look. It was sold on the market for uh, two years in the United States, very inexpensive. It's called OSR number one. Then you look at the injuries from mercury that it cured, and emphysema went away. Uh, dogs with uh, dis- hip dysplasias suddenly were able to jump back in the laps of their owners. The, the eagles that were so mercury poisoned they couldn't fly uh, in three days recovered and, and returned to the wild. It And so I've been taking that product. I bought a bunch of it when it came out, and, and my eyesight's improved. Where do we get it? You can't. The FDA says it's a drug. You've got to get it approved. Got to spend a billion dollars because you've got to get this stuff off the market because too many people are getting well. Oh, the autistic children are, are beginning to speak and, and that the uh, Alzheimer's people stop re- and start remembering and, and the Parkinson's people quit shaking. You've got to get this off the market because it's a drug. And so they don't have time to enforce companies selling deadly poisons in vitamins for children. The fluoride vitamins are not approved. So that would be a concern. But sure, they, they have time for all the enforcement in the world to, to march around and, and keep nutrients made out of two amino acids and a half a piece of sugar off the market. Because can you it get it them, in Europe? Yep, you can get it in the United States, uh, only it's a process that's called, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, name patient use and compassionate use. It's a... It's a it's a, a detailed process. You can find it on the on the website of Emeramed E M E R A M E D. And uh, but on the other hand, I I kind of liked it back in the day when you could uh, pick up a phone and order a bunch and spread it around like M and M's. You know, it was it it why why should that substance be now expensive and only accessible for the people that listen to this program and. Listen to Dietrich Kleenark and, and other people that are, are explaining how it works. But Where in Europe can you get this? Anywhere. You can get it in the United States. The, you, the, it's early access. It's, it's, a, it's now approved as safe. Okay, Go, there goes a bunch of million dollars, and Boyd was able to take this and feed it to rats and, and rats and mini pigs and humans and goats and so forth and so on, and that there is no 
injury that occurs. There's, there's no, the human, human studies showed that none of your vital nutrients diminish at all. And what well, give us is, an address or give us a, what, somewhere in Europe, because it sounds like we've got to go through a lot of procedures saying uh, we're very ill to get it. So just tell us really. where. Yeah. All you got to do is say you want it. The, uh, you, and, and, you know, and the reason is I ate a fish. The, uh, the, the dot com is the website. And that there, if you go early access, there's a tab on the top. And uh, that uh, I've, I've thrown so much money at Boyd Haley, I'm on the board of directors. So, you know, full disclosure, I, I own a bunch of this company, and I'm going to set up a nonprofit to attack regulators that don't do their job. So <laughs> that's what we need to do. We got, we got the laws. We just don't have them enforced. So anyway, the, the, you'll, you'll find that Merrimad is available only through uh, early access, and we're in the process of uh, uh, doing the final study, which will be out in another three years, in case you want to wait, um, on uh, the long-term uh, poisoning. So anyway, it's, it's a uh, uh, available. It sucks up mercury. Well, the, re- the reason I brought that up is because when you have a, a substance that immediately removes within, within you know, uh, two weeks, it's going to take all the mercury that uh, was in your body away. It, it doesn't go out excreted, it encapsulates it, and it becomes inert, and that is excreted at about the same rate as mercury. But we know from our test that encapsulated MBMI plus mercury is harmless. You can, you can eat a pound of it. It doesn't bother you a bit. And uh, so all of a sudden, the mercury is uh, encapsulated and then slowly removed, like mercury is normally removed slowly also. And that, uh, that when we did that, when Boyd had this product on the market, that people with Parkinson's quit shaking. My wife had Parkinson's. She quit shaking. Uh, people with uh, uh, Jakob Mueller, uh, used, uh, Mutter used it in Alzheimer's patients. He said it didn't reverse the Alzheimer's disease. It seemed to stop its progression. So you have to make a decision. Is, is this person salvageable? Are they having, is their life quality one that you want to preserve? Because it's going to do that. But it's not going to reverse all those neurofibrillary tangles don't 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 get me wrong. It's it's not going to fix it. The best thing to do is prevent it, and you do that by not having mercury in your teeth, and not having mercury in your water, and not having mercury in your air, and not having mercury in your vaccines. Oh, they took it well, out of the I, vaccine. I, I, no, I it's in the flu vaccine. They just yeah. lied to you. And the adjuvants in the flu vaccine are well, open it, to question as well. But anyway, let's get away from that. I mean, is. Is uh, there association between the fluoride in the water and lead is one question. And the other question is, what other things can the listener do to protect themselves from fluoride, other than avoiding it, fluoride, mercury? Once it's in there, what can we do to get well? Well, interestingly enough, good, 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 good question. Um, what can you do to protect yourself from fluoride and mercury? And the, the, the two simplest things you can do or take a, a, a regular daily dose of iodine, a nutrient form, uh, Lugol's is a nutrient form, take a regular dose of iodine. If we take the people just off the street and give them iodine, all of a sudden more mercury starts coming out of them. I but don't what know about why. people with Hashimoto's disease? I think some people believe it's counterindicated in Hashimoto's. You know, one of the cures for Hashimoto is more iodine. So, you know, the, I'm, not a, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know how to treat Hashimoto's disease, but I do know people who used to have it who got well from it. But it, it, it's a malfunction. Hashimoto's, for people who don't know, is a malfunctioning thyroid that goes ape when it gets exposed to fluoride. Uh, not fluoride, uh, goes exposed to uh, iodine. All thyroids die when they're exposed to fluoride. And they die for multiple reasons. But one of them is that the, the, iodine, dis, the iodine is displaced by the fluoride. So that you have thyroxine with fluoride instead of iodine, and it doesn't work. And so The same thing happens with the bromide, which they very exactly. readily add to our bread. I don't know what's up with these and people. And your couch. You, every time you sit on a couch that was made in California, the they, rocket scientists there in Sacramento insisted they add bromine to all of our foam. So when you sit on any foam chair, that it leaves you in a cloud of bromine. 
So the bromine and the fluoride just knock the iodine right out of where it's supposed to be in the thyroid. So we need to get the iodine back in. So what else can we do to either, you know, remove this? I mean, you know, we all have mercury for all these reasons that you stated and fluoride. I mean, so what can we do other than avoid these products as much as possible? How do we get them out of us? Let me let me let me mention avoid. I saw a young girl that was seven years old that was having epileptic seizures, according to the doctor, and her diet consisted of tuna fish. Ugh. Got her off tuna fish, and her seizures stopped. So avoid fish because they're all contaminated. I don't care if it's tuna or shark or whale. It's they're all contaminated. Quails well, the big mammal. ones are more contaminated than the tiny little ones because of the food chain. You can chain. eat the minnows. You can, you can have the anchovies. But how little are you talking? Because I'm talking minnows. <laughs> Seriously. The, the, the oceans are contaminated by us burning coal, and we threw hundreds of millions of tons of mercury into the atmosphere and it's come back into the oceans. It's, it's, they, somebody dug up frozen fish that were, you know, 20,000 years old and analyzed the amount of mercury in there. And it's minuscule compared to what we got today. And they say, Oh, it's natural. No, it's not. It's the result of industrialization. We've industrialized this planet and I like, you know, TVs and cars and stuff like that. So industrialization is not bad. It's making a mess when you do it. That's bad. And so, um, what else can you can do? Uh, don't forget selenium. People do not understand selenium. Uh, I worked with Gerhard Trouser at UCSD for eight years, so, and he's the guy that showed selenium prevented cancer in animals. He could expose an animal to carcinogens, they got cancer. Expose them to selenium on a regular basis before the carcinogen and give them the carcinogen, only about 10% of them got cancer. He did it another way. He exposed them to the carcinogen and then gave them selenium. They all got cancer. So the, the way you prevent that cancer is you have the selenium going ahead of time. It also Well, selenium is also very important for the thyroid to convert the T4 to T3, so we've got a working thyroid. I think it's also involved in making glutathione, without which our mitochondria are going to poop out. We won't have enough energy, and we're going down toward the pathway toward chronic fatigue and all sorts of unpleasant things. And Otto Warburg was the guy that showed it was a mitochondrial disease that was causing cancer, so that brings us back to mercury. But the mercury causes mitochondrial disease. And that, but selenium is the antidote on a low level. So if you had adequate amounts of selenium, most people do not have adequate amounts of selenium, by the way. If you, if you analyze, and selenium's an odd metal. If you take too much, you'll go blind. Oh, wow. So would that it be is... about two Brazil nuts a day? Would that be the proper dose? How many micrograms are there per Brazil nut? You need about two to 600 micrograms. That's not milligrams, micrograms. So two to 600 micrograms, depending on how big you are. And so, you know, big big people should take about 600 micrograms a day. And, you know, you can twin labs sell it in a gelatin capsule or they sell it in a vegan capsule, if you like. So the, uh, it's, 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 a relative, it's, an, it's an element. It's an essential element, as you pointed out. It's necessary for your body to function properly, and people don't know. They, you know because, because too much will make you sick, it scares people. It scares the vitamin manufacturer. You, you buy, oh, I buy, I buy vitamins with selenium. Go look at what they got in there, 50 micrograms, 25. How, so many, they, how much selenium is in a Brazil nut? I don't know. Okay. We'll have to ask Google. <laughs> Later. Google so what else can we do to protect our health? I mean, people are worried about lead in our water, but, you know, the mercury and the fluoridation, what can we do to clean these out of us? I like that you have something for the mercury. What do we do about the fluoride? Well, the, 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 the way the fluoride harms you, your body is try, all, every day is trying to get rid of fluoride. So the antidote to fluoride is magnesium. Um, selenium and iodine and so that can it get rid of it some of it it can it gets stuck in your bones and that's and so you have to make bones turn over postmenopausal women have a real problem getting rid of fluoride because their bones have quit turning over and so the the fluoride sits in that bone and it ends up poisoning that bone it, and that you know like uh, I think it was Levi's book that was talking about uh, osteoporosis is actually a, a, a Vitamin C deficiency is that your 
basically not get, you know, you have miniature areas of scurvy is what osteoporosis is. There's a shortage of vitamin C. And that, and that, so is the vitamin C is one of the antidotes to fluoride poisoning. Dr. Uh, Levery will be on in the next couple of weeks. I heard that. He's a great guy. And and I I read his book, uh, Death by Calcium. You know, I no longer recommend calcium as an antidote to fluoride. Well, he's got a new one on teeth, and that's what he's going to be addressing. Yes, he's very knowledgeable on teeth. And, you know, know, we didn't get into it, but there's, you know, the the dentists are not trained adequately. It's not because they're bad people. Good people went to dental school. I went to dental school. I wasn't a bad person. But the trade association determines the curriculum, and the trade association is in love with money. And so they don't teach the students the truth. They teach us what's advantageous to the trade association. And there's a conflict of interest if the dentist also owns the insurance company, hence Delta Dental, pushes you toward fluoride and mercury. Because the dentists believe in it. Well, belief is not what you should be taught in school. You should be taught science. You should be taught evidence-based. And they they give rhetoric to that, blah, 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 evidence-based, 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 and ask them for the evidence. And they say, what do you want that for? They they talk about it. They don't have it, and that's and that's the shame of our educational system. We've allowed both the, the, the medical and dental education systems to be taken over by the, their own trade associations. So the uh, listener for more information on this, uh, my my film is coming out. The Big Secret. You can find out about it on the website thebigsecretmovie.com. It'll go more into the fluoride and the issue he's discussing of you know, the direction that our uh, health education is going. So let's look at, you know, general routine health for keeping teeth healthy. I mean, you recommended such things as neem or baking soda or salt or oil of oregano or hydrogen peroxide, which we used to use, ozone, etc. Yes, I do. You know, I just recommend wonderful hygiene, but you know, not everybody's good at it. So I also recommend dental therapists. There's no reason why you should pay a hundred dollars to have somebody spend, you know, you know, forty-five minutes or fifty minutes cleaning your teeth for you. That should be done like a. What would you pay for a, a, a hairdresser to uh, fiddle with your uh, your locks for uh, you know uh, forty-five minutes? You know, the it, it, the reason it gets jacked up is because the the constraint of trade by the dental association saying only dentists can do this, only dentists can do that, only dentists can do this, you end up jacking the price up of all the care we see, receive. So hygiene is wonderful. Everybody doesn't do good hygiene, and that's what we have auxiliaries called dental hygienists. And the, Tell us how to do it so we can avoid going to the dental hygienist every week. I wrote a book on it. It's called How to Save Your Teeth. I'll send you a PDF of it. It's out of print. But it's really, really simple. It, 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 I, I saw a lot of people that read the book. And there's, you know, some people did good, some people didn't do I'm good. I'm just trying to get word out to the listeners so they can take some advice home. I mean, you know, I also understand at one point Me you too. said the dog <laughs> licking your face is not good because the bad germs get <laughs> Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, so things like um, neem and hydrogen peroxide, etc. Okay, these uh, are the these are the tools. Yeah, these are the tools. What's the goal? Is that you want to disrupt all of the bacterial activity that's negative to your health on your teeth, and that the key is the bad bugs are anaerobic. They 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 are the pathogens, and, and you know you're. The who's who of pathogenic organisms are the ones that are causing gum disease, and that the, what you do to them is that they they're not it's it it can get systemic, but if you catch it early enough, the bugs actually came from your mother, mother or your lovers, and so the, it's a communicable disease. But so many people have it that people think, oh, everybody has that. No, they don't. Is it you? I, I did. I would look under a microscope, and if it was a moving bacteria, if it was able to move on its own, it was slated to die. We flushed it out with some iodine and, and salt water and stuff like that, and pretty soon we'd look at a microscope again, it was gone. Well, what happens is you can do that at home. You can get a water pick, load it up with something that kills bugs, and, and I will tell you that 
baking soda and salt will kill water pigs. So <laughs> you need something liquid in there. Not, <laughs> not that's what I used to dirty. use as a kid. That's what I used to use as a kid. I don't know what's changed. Well, you can put it in the cookies, and the kids don't die. If you put fluoride in the cookies, you'd kill the kids. So you know. No, but we use salt and hydrogen peroxide and baking soda sure. to brush our teeth. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody ever died from that, did they? The but the bug but brushing your teeth is is if you difficult with the ordinary toothbrushes because they have too many bristles. You need what's called a bass brush or the right kind, and it has few bristles. Or you can take a pair of pliers and pull two thirds of the bristles out of an Oral B. And so when you get it down to about one one third the bristles, then that those bristles are uh, fewer and they will carry the baking soda and the salt deeper into the gums. Because the problem is not on the tooth. It's in the the tooth decays uh, scum on the tooth. Gum disease is uh, germs living in the gum collar around the tooth. So whatever you do, you've got to clean that gum collar out, and you can do it uh, chemically. You can put baking soda or salt on it. You can uh, after you've done that, you can take a water pick and put iodine or some mouthwash in there. Ozone, ozonated olive oil. You've got a generator. Uh, Peroxide is the the quick solution for people that don't have an ozone generator and uh, hose around. The more people, people are less harmed by ozone than they are by peroxide. Peroxide tends to have, uh, makes your gum sensitive after a while. But uh, Well, we've got like two minutes left. So would you have any final summarizing points, advice to the listener or how to get a hold of you if they wish? Uh, they can always get a hold of me at uh, my email address, davidkennedydds at gmail. And my YouTube channel is David Kennedy DDS. And that uh, I my advice is is to be vigilant when somebody starts telling you that this is good for you, and that uh, it's been proven safe. Ask for the safety safety studies, and because that unfortunately we have people who do not tell the truth all the time, and that that ends up with you at risk of being deceived. And the, who's deceiving you are your dentists through saying mercury fillings are safe and fluoride treatments are effective. No, they're not. Topical, topical is the only way it works, and it works daily, not, not once every six months. So stop doing the topical fluoride treatments and do, do reasonable things. And, and when you, if you do get your mercury fillings out, be very, very careful. Go to the IAOMT. I'll say it again, IAOMT, International Academy of Oral Medicine Toxicology, and find somebody that will protect you, like I protected my lady that recovered from MS, and she wasn't the only one. I think I have three MS patients recovered and six children born to women. And how do you get fluoride out of water? If you leave it overnight, will it evaporate, or you need to do something more? Distillation is the only way to reliably remove fluoride from the water. Reverse osmosis will lower the level. Fluoride is very difficult to get out of water because the molecule is uh, smaller than the water molecule, and it's not attracted to those little carbon filters, Brita and stuff like that. So it's hard to get out. So make them stop putting it in, okay? Stand up and fight for your country because we do need fighters. We need to fight for our safe water and safe food. Well, with that, uh, listener, I would like to advise you to look more into this. Check with your physician, dentist, clinicians, you know, have a discussion so each of you can learn. And so get this information. You can help yourself and help others. And let's get the word out so we can be more proactive in our health. So above all, be well. you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week.